0: In this message, I feel like if you turn in your Bibles to Matthew 26, I feel like God personally talked to me, told me to wake up. Because when I think about just everything that, everything that God has done for me, I want everyone that, that I know, everyone that I come into contact with to go to heaven with me. Because I, for me, I have no doubt I'm going to heaven. That's where I want to be. That's where I'm going. Amen. Amen. And I know there are some people in here who think the same thing. But there's also people in here who don't know, don't want to know, could care less don't believe and my job is not to convince you my job is to tell you that Jesus is real that heaven is real that that day that you seen on that video will happen one day it will happen one day and my prayer and my hope is that if it happens in this church that every last one of us be gone. Not one person be sitting here doing just what that guy in the red shirt did. Because I'm pretty sure he came to church every Sunday. Oh, hey, yeah. And he may just sat there. Songs are being sung. He just can't wait for it to be over. Who knows what he was really going through. But the one thing I can promise you is that when he seen those people leave, he he knew exactly what it was that we're trying to teach you today, that we're trying to tell you today that Jesus is real. And the reason I say that is because you seen exactly what he did. After he after he seen that they were gone, he got right down on his knees. But at that point it's too late. It's too late at that point. Cause now you have to go and do something to be saved. You have to do something to make it to heaven. And if you can't stand up right now and say, Jesus, I love you, it's going to be mighty hard to get your head chopped off for of Jesus. And I know a lot of y'all are like, what? Just turn to Revelation. I don't have time to go into it, but just turn to Revelation and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about once you read it because right now what we do is we get that opportunity to just believe that's all we have to do is believe it's amazing and so what i want to do this morning is is just like that video they didn't make it through that whole service We have altar calls at the end of the service, and some people, they wait. Okay, I'm going to wait to the end and hear how good of a message it is. I'm not a good speaker. I'm going to just let you know that right now. I'm not a good speaker. But what I do is I preach the word of God. Amen? And I let the word of God do his job. And so you just think about that, and you got to ask yourself, do you want to go? And if you do, then you got some things you may need to do. And I call it the ABCs. You know, they got the Roman road, ABCs, whatever you like to call it. But the first thing you have to do is admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And what's crazy is not a lot of people in the world believe that they're sinners or care that they're sinners. But the Bible says that we're all sinners. Every last one of us in this place. And that's the first thing we have to do is admit or acknowledge that we're a sinner. And then the, the wages of our sin is death. So because we're all sinners, we all deserve to die. We all deserve death. That same death that Jesus died for each and every one of us. And that's what we have to believe, B. We have to believe that Jesus came and he died for us. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You have to believe that. In Romans 5, 8. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's what we have to believe this morning. That because we even though we was all sinners, Christ died for us, each and every one of us. And then the last one is confess. Romans ten nine. And it says that um that if we believe that when we believe, we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus. That's what we have to do this morning. We have to believe. That's all we have to do to be saved. We don't have to do anything else this morning but believe. And when that time comes, we can all go. And so as you're sitting in your seat right now, just take that time. If you don't know him, if, 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 if you're not sure, just believe on those things. Do the ABCs. Admit, believe, and confess. Amen? But that guy, he had that split second. The guy was up there preaching, and he was just thinking about something else. Probably just, man, I'm just thinking about something else. And then, bam. And then he knew immediately, oh, man, it was real. Everything that they were saying was real. Amen? So I just want to take this time. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for dying for us, Lord. We thank you for coming down from heaven lord and giving your life for each and every one of us lord and lord we give you all the glory we thank you for everyone that came into this place lord we thank you for those that have been here lord and we just ask that you touch their hearts lord that you stare us up lord those that are that have been coming for a while lord we just ask that you just prick our hearts lord and just Give us a revelation, Lord, of what you need us to do, Lord, and just continue to to allow us to grow in you, Lord, and that those that don't know you, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you, by the end of this service, Lord, that you speak to their hearts, Lord, that you soften their hearts, Lord. Lord, we know that you're going to save people this morning, Lord. We know that you're going to heal people this morning. And, Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Lord, I ask that you wake up each and every one of us in this place, that you wake us up this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I know some of y'all probably seen that video and was like, ah, here we go again. Some of y'all probably seen that video and was like, what was that? I seen people disappear. Was this a movie? What was that? And some of y'all was probably doing just what that guy. I I was thinking that guy was doing, just thinking about something else, not even worried about the, the video, not worried about anything. But if that was you this morning, you need to wake up. You need to wake up this morning. Because we don't know when that time can come. That time could come right now. That time could come after the service. That time could come tomorrow. We don't know. But we have to be ready, each and every one of us. Because we all got things we could be doing. We all got things that we think are important. But I was I was thinking last night, I was trying to think of some stuff that would be More important than making it to heaven. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of not one thing. I thought of some pretty cool things. But I I couldn't think of one thing. That was more important than going to heaven. But some people. Feel like. Hate is more important. Some people feel like. I'm going to hold his grudge is more important. Some people feel like my job is more important. And I know we all need our jobs. But I quit my job in a minute if it means going to heaven. It wouldn't even be a thought. But to some it would be. Like, oh, I don't know. but the reason i say this message spoke to me because Jesus told the same thing to his disciples in Matthew 26 if you turn there starting in <clears throat> verse 36 says then he came to came with them to a place called Gethsemane and he says to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And, and, at, that, and at that point, he told all 12 to go sit over there. And then he took three out of the 12 and took them with him. And so what I was doing is as I was preparing this message, I, I took the 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 nine that stayed, I took them as the church. As the church in a whole. Not this, not just this church, but all churches. It's in a whole. And then I took the, the three that he took, Peter, James, and John, and I just um I called them pastors. And so when you think about what's fixing to be read in in verse 38, it says, then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He was telling the the three to stay here and watch with me. The pastors, he was saying, stay here and watch with me. And he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, father. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And then he came to the disciples, those three, and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, went away and again prayed the third time, saying the same words. And then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed at the hands of of sinners. If Peter, James, and John, the three that Jesus chose, he could have took all 12, but he chose them three and they went and they were asleep. What you think the other nine were doing? Think they was up praying? If the three he chose were sleeping, I'm pretty sure that those other nine were sleeping too. If the pastor don't preach on the rapture, if the pastor don't preach on these things, and that church is asleep, do you think the people in the congregation are awake? Chances are they probably not. I mean, some of them may have got wise and was like, hey, this is the only church I can find, so I'm going to just read my Bible. And and there are some like that. But for the most part, if your pastor is not preaching the word of God, you're probably asleep too. And so I was reading that, and I was like, God, are you talking to me? Am I asleep? said well i don't know but i'm gonna wake up today because that's my hope that's where i want to be i want to be in that number that goes up i don't want to be the one that's shaking my head at the end when they're going i don't want to be that one that got to go and preach the word of god as i go and try to find somebody to that's gonna do me some harm i don't want that I had people tell me, oh, you want to take the easy way out? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when you think about that, you just think about how how amazing God is, where he gave us an opportunity. He gave us a choice. All he said was, wake up, watch and pray with me. Go tell people about me. Wake up. But we got people in here right now, people all over the world right now, they may be in a church service. They're like, man, my pastor isn't here. They got this guy up here preaching about something crazy. When is this going to be over? They may have people all over the world just singing amazing songs get to the preaching and it's yeah well you can have a million dollars you can be a champion you can be amazing all those type of things but being a champion will not get you to heaven being a champion will not get you to heaven amen i mean if you're in jesus and and, and you love in jesus you're already a champion You don't have to be an individual champion on your own. Amen. But what I want to say today is that we don't have to be afraid of that day. We don't have to be afraid of that day. Because the Bible says that people's hearts will fail them after that day. When that day comes and they don't go, people's hearts are going to fail. They're going to have heart attacks. Oh, man. I should have believed, but man, I went to the club that night. That's what I do on my Saturday nights, and I sleep in Sunday because I just love going out. I love dancing. I love singing. I love drinking. I love partying. The Bible says all those things. It says that they'll be drinking, that they'll be having a good old time when that time comes. But once that time comes, it's not going to be a good time no more. It's not going to be a good time. And they're going to remember all those times that they were invited to church. They're going to remember all those times that they sat there and didn't listen to the pastor. They're going to remember all those times that that friend was trying to tell them, hey, you need to do something different. You need to give your life to Jesus. Oh, I'm having fun right now. Because in my own experience, I thank God that he broke me down to nothing. Because that was the only way that he was going to get my attention. And that's how I know my God knows me. Because if I would have continued to have the, have the job that I was working and, 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 and making good money and doing all those things, no way would I have came to church on that Tuesday night. But my God. Knows me better than I know myself. Because myself would have said. Hey God there's another way to do this. Just like Jesus said. God if you can take this cup away from me. We can do this another way can't we? Never mind. My will. Not my will but your will Lord. And so we have to be willing. Willing to give up those things that we may think are exciting that may be fun sin is fun I don't know if any of y'all know that but I used to sin a lot and I know but I know it's not going to last either and then I was reading I was reading this and and this came to my spirit in verse forty-six, if y'all just look at it, I'm gonna read it twice. It says, "Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand." So okay. But then I I read it again. I was like, "Man, that sounds familiar." It says, "Rise." Because the Bible says that my God is going to come in the clouds, going to come in the sky. And he's going to have a voice of an archangel. I don't know exactly what he's going to say, but it's going to be something like, come up here, let's go. And we're going to go, amen? We're going to go. We're going to rise up and we're going to go. And so I just think about that verse and I was like, man, that's cool. we don't have to be afraid church but we gotta be busy we gotta be doing what the Lord has called us to do and the rapture is called the blessed hope in Titus two thirteen it says looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and savior Jesus Christ that's my hope this morning church when I'm not having a good day that's where I go that's where I go because I know that even if I do have a hard time even if I'm even if I am struggling I know where my future is so I know that no matter what happens It's not going to be forever. No matter what I may be going through, it's not going to be forever. Because my God is coming back. Amen. Amen. And so the message I had this morning is just to wake up, that we have to wake up and be busy about our father's business. We have to go and we have to preach this word. We have to tell people that this day is coming. If people don't know this day is coming, how are they gonna? They gonna be sitting at home doing that thing, except they are not gonna get on their knees because they're not gonna know. It's up to each and every one of us to be telling people, hey, this day is coming. Jesus is coming back and he's gonna take us home. So no matter what you may be going through There are people out there right now Who are going through things I was looking at the internet Suicide, depression Cutting Murder All those are at an all time high right now In this world But why? Because people have no hope. People have no hope. They have nothing to look forward to. Because if they don't know Jesus, what do they have to look forward to? Living for another 20 years? And then what? What happens when they die? They don't have a blessed hope that we have. We have a hope to know that we're going to be with the king at the end of our lives. Amen? But the world don't have that hope. And how selfish will we be to keep it to ourselves? And so that's why I'm here this morning just to tell the church to wake up. And I'll continue to say wake up this morning. Because we have to wake up and get busy. Doing what God has called us to do. What is hope? James Gall, he's one of those, um, we got the app that we use, the the Bible app. And he have one on there, it's called Hope in the Mist of Pain. And he asked that question, what is hope? And he said, according to the Webster Dictionary, it means to treasure, to cherish, a desire with the expectation of fulfillment. It says, hope is a confidence, anticipation of good. Not a, eh, I may go to heaven. Oh, the rapture may happen. The rapture is going to happen. It's a confident anticipation of good. He went on to say, hope is is as solid as a helmet. But no helmet will protect you from danger if it's laid aside. You ever thought about that? Getting on a motorcycle, getting a wreck. It's like, man, I had my helmet at home. Do you no good? Man, I got my helmet on Sunday, but you had a wreck on Saturday or Monday. Your helmet is only good if you're always wearing it. says, when we lose hope, we lose the battle. And that's why I just told you, murder, suicide, cutting, all those things are at an all-time high right now. Depression. Because we lose the battle if we don't have hope. God gave us a guarantee this morning did y'all know that turn to second Corinthians chapter five y'all awake this morning This verse was pretty cool. After I read it, it told it um, showed me the same verse in another version of the Bible, and it was it's pretty cool. It says uh, in chapter five, verse five, starting in verse five. It says, "Now he who had prepared us for this very thing is God." who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So we have a guarantee. Amen. It says, So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the lord but i want to go back to verse 5 for a second and it says now he who had prepared who had prepared us for this very thing who also given us a given us the spirit as a guarantee in another version it says given us the spirit as a down payment Think about that for a second. When you put a down payment on something, it becomes yours. And it's yours until what? You either pay it off or you don't pay it. And what happens when you don't pay it? They come get it, amen? Amen. And the Bible talks about your name being blotted out. talks about all those things that we can start the race good, we can have a down payment, we can do amazing things. but if we don't finish the race, it means absolutely nothing. I had a I had a Chrysler three hundred. Nice, I liked it. was doing good, making the payments. One thing led to another, wasn't able to make those payments. So as I was asleep one morning, because I work nights, so as I was asleep, he was out there just hooking the car up, lifted it up, and then he came and knocked on the door. Hey, sir, you want to get your stuff out? I said, no, I want you to put my card down. I said, well, you haven't paid, so you got to pay this amount. I was like, I got to pay all that at once? It's like, yep. I was like, oh, let me get my stuff out. <laughs> but when you think about God, He give us plenty of chances, give us plenty of opportunities. Maybe it's through somebody, you know, maybe it's through a song on the radio. Maybe it's through people coming to church. But he give us all plenty of chances. And the one thing I can say is that everybody in this place has now had the opportunity. So you can't leave now and say, oh, I didn't know. Oops, y'all came to church but the good thing is you got the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ and live for him it's not enough to just say hey I'm gonna come to church it's a lot of people that come to church and that's why I love that video so much that it was at a church because a lot of times you talk to people you're like hey man Jesus changed my life I was like You you know Jesus The response I get most Is yeah I go to church And then you have to Follow that up with I didn't ask you if you went to church I asked you if you know Jesus I asked you if you died today Would you go to heaven Oh I hope so and, and, and did you see the difference between uh, I hope so and I hope so because we had hope. We had a great hope. We have the, the, the blessed hope and that hope is not, a, not a, a wish. It's a confidence. We know that we're going to heaven but it's not oh I hope so. Jesus gave us away. He died on the cross for each and every one of us. And a lot of us come to church and we take it for granted. We just come to church time after time after time after time. It never changed, never, never. We just do the same things over and over again. And that's why this service and, and this message is more towards the church than it is those who don't know Jesus Because there's people out there who are waiting on us to finally get up and do something. There's people out there right now fixing to go to hell right now because we're not doing what we're called to do. We're called to go out there and witness to people. We're called to go out there and win souls. We're called to go out there and say, hey, I know you may hate me after I finish this, but you need to know Jesus. Not all. I understand what you're doing, but if you ever get the opportunity, come to church. That's what I caught myself doing for for the longest time. Just passing out a card, even though that's good. But at some point, you have to graduate to to, hey, I'm giving you this card, but can I tell you about Jesus while I'm giving you this card? Can I tell you that Jesus can save your life? That without Jesus, you'll go to hell. People don't like to hear that. But I'm glad somebody told me. Because a lot of times we just like to hear the good stuff. We don't like to hear the bad stuff. of, Oh, well. Well, if you do it this way, then you won't. No. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one. He didn't say some people can. He said, no one comes unto the Father, except through me. So the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to get to the Father, amen? And that's what we have to be preaching this morning. And if you're afraid, invite them to church. Because that's good too. Paul saying that we have an expectation and a hope in Philippians 1 starting in verse um, 19 it says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also. Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain what would this city of Denton be if we all took that approach what would the city of Ponder be if we all took that approach what would the city of Crum be if we all took that approach of Argyle, all those places if we took that approach Jesus will be magnified through my body whether by life or by death I mean I'm not worried about dying, that's what that means Sir if you kill me you know what happens? What? I get to go be with the king. What type of feeling is that? That's an amazing, that's an amazing thing when you think about it. Well, I'm not, I'm not worried about dying. Because if I die tomorrow, guess what? I'll be with the king. But until I take that last breath, I'm going to glorify him with my body. I'm going to magnify Jesus with my body. And I just want to share one last verse before I go to the, before I close. It's in a Second Corinthians, First Corinthians. I mean, First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. talking about the body it says in uh, 15 verse 50 says now this I say brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does corruption inherit incorruption so this body that we have right now it's not going to heaven or to hell. We're going to be changed, amen. It says in verse 51. Says behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be changed. Amen? And when I was reading this verse, I just, I seen something in this verse. And it says in a, in verse 51, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. I want to tell y'all a mystery this morning. That I don't know whether or not you are going up. And you don't know whether or not I'm going up but you know whether you're going up and I know whether or not I'm going up. So I can't look to the next person and be like, oh, man, they doing good. Oh, man, they doing bad. But at the same time, we can't use that as an excuse. Because what do we hear a lot in the world? Don't judge me. Like, hey, I'm worried about getting myself to to heaven. So I don't have time to judge you. I'm just letting you know that if you want to go up this morning, that if you want to go up when you take that last breath, if you want to go up when Jesus comes back, you're going to have to change some things. You're going to have to do some things a lot different than what you're doing. And then the second part says, we shall not all sleep. The Bible is saying that some of us are sleeping right now. And that can mean dead. And it also means sleep. Some of us are just living life, just taking our precious time, just just having a good old time, not worrying about anything else. But when it comes to doing the things of God, we, we we shy away from those things. But for me, and it says that we shall be changed. When we give our lives to Christ, we should be changed. We shouldn't be the same way we were when we got saved before we got saved. We should be different. Our lives should change. The way we talk should change. The things we do should change. The people we hang out with should change. Because Jesus should have total control. Jesus should have our whole life And because he has a whole life, people will see that. And the people that you need in your life, they're going to come back around. Hey, what are you doing? I see a change in your life. Can I have what you have? But those people that you don't need in your life, they're going to say the total opposite. Hey, what you doing? Come out with me. Come do what I'm doing. I'm having fun. I'm doing amazing things right now. And then when you say, nope, I'm doing something else. Those that should be in your life are going to say, hey, I respect that. Those that shouldn't be in your life are going to say, oh, you acting brand new right now. You think you better than me. And if they say that, then you say, I'm not better than you. But I'm doing something different than you. And then you keep going. Don't waste your time on people who don't, who, who don't want to change and do what you're doing. Of course, you can pray for them. Of course, if you get the opportunity to witness to them, you witness to them. But you can't spend your whole time trying to, well, I got to be their friend because I know that one day, Nope. That's how the devil will get you every time. I got to be their friend. I got to be that light in their life. If they wanted a light, they know how to flip the switch. Come where you at. And that's why this this verse right here, it just spoke so much to me because it says that we have to be changed. The Bible says that we can't take that regular body into heaven. We have to be changed. And so I want to end with my favorite scripture. in first Thessalonians. Chapter four, starting in verse thirteen <clears throat> says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. We have hope this morning, amen? Amen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. It's the difference between being asleep and being asleep in Jesus, amen? Amen. It says, for this we say to you, That by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep in Jesus. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall all be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. Amen. Let's get the Lord a hand. Amen. musicians come now we bow our heads and close